0: and i actually think the two go hand in hand um you know what, what we do as competitors it plays out on the gym floor really you know at a lower level and it, we are so much more informed when we're trying to help our members because of our competitive spirit not despite our competitive spirit i'd mm, say agreed. what's up guys it's tom from
1: Chalking fitness thanks very much for tuning into the podcast If you're not already, please do follow Chalking Fitness on Instagram, at Chalking Fitness. We'll come across loads of news and content relevant to the UK-centric CrossFit and functional fitness community. Additionally, do make sure you subscribe to the new Chalking Fitness newsletter. There should be a link in the show notes, but you can also find that on the bio on Instagram. But for now, do sit back, listen up, and enjoy this episode. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Chalking Fitness Podcast. We are fast approaching semifinals, and I'm delighted to reach out and spotlight and talk to those from the UK community who are making waves on the leaderboard, hopefully stepping foot onto the competition floor at semifinals. And joining me this week, I've got two of Team Fit. I've got Tara Watkins and Max Camozzi. Tara, Max, welcome to the podcast. Hello. <laughs> Thank you, Tom.
0: So. Thank you. Thanks nice for having us on. Mm-hmm.
1: Ah, it's, uh, it's an absolute pleasure, uh, you know, to give insights into, into the uh, the back room. I, I feel like we've just done the best part of a podcast already off pod. <laughs> Yeah, we should have done that, 100%.
2: Yeah, we just interviewed Tom, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But it's, a, it's, it's an absolute delight. And, you know, just to kind of give further colour to, to those listening to the podcast, you guys are joining me from Shire West Yorkshire. So, you know, it's it's great to uh, to speak to you both. Have you guys been training in the box today?
2: Yes, it's our first day, first day, um, well, hopefully semi-finals prep. Yeah. Um, yes, that's our first day in. Tough day at the office, for sure.
0: So we had a little um little D load, a little break um after quarters. Um so about a week of just like one or two sessions here and there. Uh, and then this week's like our fresh week back. Um and slap in the face Monday morning, me, I do the programming and it was way too hard for a second. So <laughs> it was so tough. <laughs> we were like, We'll drop that down, change that way, keep that going. You know, it was a nightmare first session back. But yeah, that's what Monday's for, isn't it? Yeah, and that's what Max
2: always does that anyway. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that, there we go. And,
1: and I think that's the thing is, yeah. So just further, we're, we're recording on um, April 18th, I believe, which is the day that kind of CrossFit said they would finalise the, the team quarterfinal leaderboards. And, and you guys are sitting in 29th place. So, you know, kind of, like you say, ramping up for set. You've got to prepare as, as things stay as they are, which, you know, all been well they do. And, uh, you know, you guys are getting yourselves ready for, for one of the European semi- semi-finals.
0: Absolutely. I mean, like, I I can't tell you how many times we've been asked, like, which one are you going to? London's or London? (laughs) Um, You know, we're just telling people every week, like, we'll let you know as soon as we know. We're 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 excited excited. to
2: find out. Excited to find out. It'd
1: be great to kind of uh, see you guys, like... Live, live on a competition floor, you know, because like say semi, it's the second year of semi-final format, but it's going to be the first year that we get to actually see teams in Europe kind of take to a, a live competition floor, which can be super exciting. I can't believe that like, at least in terms of Europe, I think it was kind of strength and depth in 2020 was the last time that we kind of had like a, a like a CrossFit game season event as it were. So uh, no, I, I'm sure there's lots of excitement already, but you're having to kind of like try and focus on kind yeah. of like getting back into the training because there's five six seven weeks to go yeah
2: oh six <laughs> weeks to pe- be precise yeah
1: <laughs> Tyler knows the
0: days how many sessions do I have that, yeah.
1: just, got, just got like a cross-off chart next to your toothbrush <laughs> yeah. you know, every morning like right let's <laughs> go so, uh, no it's great it's great to have you both on and, and you kind of like you know there's there's Jack and, and Hannah as well obviously they're kind of the, the the team kind of so you know kind of no, no doubt you've all got your, your roles to play and stuff and we'll definitely dig into that but before Before we kind of do that, um, I always start with my warm up questions. And when I have more than one guest on, I mix it up a little bit. And so I normally ask individuals, what would be the three movements you'd have for your birthday workout? But given I've got two of you, I'm going to flip it and Tara, I'm going to start with you. What would be the three movements you choose for Max's birthday workout?
2: Yeah.
0: We um, have to confess that we are prepared for this. <laughs> so, <laughs> we were discussing it before.
2: So, three movements. And am I, do I want him to be happy or unhappy?
0: Well, I don't, <laughs> maybe it depends <laughs> whose
1: birthday first, right? Because he's, he, he's, he's going to do yells, by the way. <laughs>
2: okay. So, um, double unders. Max can double under for days. Um, it's got to be something grippy. So, toaster to bar. And then I think I might put something. Mm, maybe, oh, you know what? I'm going to be nice. A moderate to heavyweight power clean.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, That's really, nice. that yeah. really nice. Yeah.
2: Birthday
0: yeah. <laughs> That's, that, so. That's like a
2: dream workout for Max. Yeah, he'd, yeah, he'd smash that. I wouldn't be able to beat him in that workout. <laughs>
1: Max, if you've got a moderately heavy kind of power clean, is that something that you're happy kind of going for reps or are you like, do you want it in like maybe three quick singles and then back onto the double unders and, and toast about? What, when me you and, look at a barbell, what do you Jack, want? We Jack,
0: the other team member, we've got a strategy. It goes like this, unbroken or die. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah we, <laughs> I
2: mean, it doesn't I'll always play off.
0: Yeah, I'll <laughs> hold on. Uh, we often do die, to be honest. So yeah, I definitely like, <laughs> I think... Actually, being serious, like I'm quite high tension athlete, I'm not very mobile, not massively uh, anyway. Um, so I like to use my tension to my advantage. So whenever I pick the bar up, I'll then try and cycle for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. Like for example, um, uh, you remember the se- semi-finals last week, nine, last last year, sorry, nine six three heavy mm-hmm. bar match and then um, burpee over box. Well. Uh, on that workout, I went nine and broken, and yeah, then four and broken and missed <laughs> um, on the barbell. Um, so, I, and my 1RM power snatch at the time was 90, but I managed okay. to 85.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nine, nine and broken.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i like tension so i'll hold on to that back yeah that's for sure yeah,
1: yeah. does that mean like when it comes to toaster bar you've got kind of like a, a very quick cycle time as well because you you know your, your shoulders are giving you something to bounce against at the bottom uh, yeah
0: basically yeah i can do yeah i, um, <laughs> I, I use tension be. to my advantage yeah, yeah that's yeah. for sure
1: that's good play to your strengths isn't it
0: yeah. exactly exactly <laughs> when people see immobility as a weakness but nah. you know
1: not for Matt. Yeah. I think I think yeah it's it's uh, as long as you can get into the positions but yeah. like you know because you, there's always that element of like if you're if you're hypermobile you've really got to work hard at having that mm. strength in the bottom position of a squat so that you're not kind of like bottoming out quite literally right so. you're not
0: lose,
2: don't you know like those not I don't know what it's talking about <laughs> uh,
1: well. Um, speaking going over to Tara like Max out you yeah. know what would what be, be the birthday
0: workout she really from... nicely so I'm going to be brutally horrible to her <laughs> no i <I'm joking. laughs> no, I'll be nice um, it would be like a short sprinty workout um, deadlifts handstand push up and then some like dumbbell front squats or something like that because Tara's got a really fast cycle rate on squatting
2: I am this tall. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, she did really well on the deadlift uh, burpee over bar workout in the open this year.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I, I love that workout. Actually. Yeah, yeah, thank you. That's a good workout. Yeah, she, thank
0: you. You can't <laughs> see her on the screen, but she is literally poor. <laughs> I'm <so>. stood
2: up. <laughs> Back
0: <to sat> down. <laughs> uh, no. yeah.
1: No. Oh, that's is that um like with, with respect to like deadlifts, is that just I mean, if you worked hard on, and you were talking about mobility and stuff, and maybe being overly mobile, is that something you've like worked hard on to become kind of proficient and confident with 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 like a, a heavier barbell, especially in things like squats and stuff? Myself, yeah,
2: yeah. So we've actually done quite a lot of work on deadlift capacity. So um, it's actually the part of the programming that I was in charge of uh, in this season. Um, my actual heavy deadlifts and my one RMs actually actually pretty (laughs) poppo but we've been doing a lot of work on like volume because I used to be a back loader so my hinge wasn't very good and I'd always find that my back would blow up in workouts so we've fixed my hinge and we've done a lot of work on internal external torque, working through those chains and then then building the capacity back up. So I actually feel deadlifts in my hamstrings now, which is, is taking a long time. Um, so yeah, we've actually really, really hammered it. And so I was excited when I saw that because I was excited to test.
0: Uh, her cycle rate is just unbelievable. You know, we, we've done workouts in training for the open where I'm going as flat <laughs> out as possible. And, and like, I'm nowhere near. It's just, it's a set of nine deadlifts and somehow she's off four before me. <laughs> I think it's only nine. <laughs> crazy
1: yeah i can only imagine that like the building up that kind of like capacity and endurance in the posterior chain has massive carryover to so much whether it be kind of like you know hang power cleans kettlebell swings anything like that especially like say building the mechanic like working on the mechanics so that kind of the the posterior chain is doing a lot of the work it's it's a great um it's a great one to have and as much as like one rms are good for instagram when it comes to kind of like crossfit as a sport and as a methodology actually that Capacity is probably more, uh, more, more useful.
0: Absolutely, completely. Yeah, paid off in the open. Um, We'd done that workout the same, uh, one to ten up, um, deadlift. Oh no, it was deadlift and hands-on push-up. We did, and then we did burpee over bar and deadlift, but a heavier bar on the way down. Um, so we did the deadlifts at like 140 for males, and what is it? 100? I did like 100, yeah. On the way down, so we'd done that capacity of deadlifts and heavier before we yeah. hit that open workout. So we're all pretty confident with that one. Yeah,
1: I think it's a lovely—I uh I say it lovely—in inverted commas that rep scheme of like one to ten and then back down, like ascending thing. descending ladder. Um, and I don't think it's like so. I follow CrossFit Lynchpin um, very loosely at the oh, moment. I love
0: it, Pat Sherwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: and I, he does a lot of that. He has been doing recently, and given he's good mates with like adrian bosman i can't help but feel it's not a coincidence that mm. like you know to see that type of rep scheme coming in um but like yeah you can mix it up so much like i think i did it the other week with like thrusters and burpee over bar like that was
2: Ooh, <laughs> i
1: love that well, You but i mean yeah give it a go but it's, it's the same like i mean that same kind of like you get onto, like, whatever round you maybe get onto round five, round six, round seven on the way up. You look up and it's only three minutes and think, Oh, like, you know, I've massively overcooked this, but you can do the kind of same because it, it's kind of like it it gets you into that um kind of false sense of security because you do those really small sets at the beginning. And then, you
0: don't like, realize you've done a quarter of the workout. That's yeah, that's it, isn't
2: it. I think that deadlift one, I think if you got to the eight the second time, I think you'd completed was it 80% of the workout you us look bad here,
0: Tara.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was crazy because you had like seven rounds left, but you'd already done the majority of the workout. So, yeah, I love workouts like that. It's a mind game, isn't it, for sure?
1: Yeah, there's a, there's a good amount. I mean, if you think it's like 30, yeah, there's there's 20, 28 reps in the kind of middle three rounds, right? Mm. And there's only 100 deadlift in total. So, yeah, you're kind of like, it's really yeah, well, compressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. another one to try talking about that rep scheme and this is a crossfit linchpin was um strict pull-ups and burpees that's a, that sure. Sure. a very different type of workout
2: yeah yeah uh, yeah I just that, elbow.
1: yeah oh I, I couldn't i couldn't do much with my arms for a couple of days that's for sure yeah. Um, but there we go we're well warmed up you know even if we have overcooked the strip pull-ups so
0: can we right. do jack and hannah as well yeah let's be really horrible to jack and hannah
1: oh go for it yeah yeah right um tara oh, let's jack. come back to you you mm. can uh, you oh, oh between you i'm not i'm not gonna jack gonna... Oh, he hates
0: grip <laughs> yeah he's terrible with grip so we didn't give him like heavy dumbbell hang power cleans like yeah. with the 30s or something
2: into bar muscle ups yeah and then maybe
0: the- and then shuttle runs because they absolutely derailed him yeah in the course.
2: and um oh, they did, they did. and also um dumbbell box step overs yeah that'll end as well combo
0: yeah and then hannah what would we do with hannah
2: hannah what Would we, nice, we being nice we be mean she, to hannah
0: no we're being nasty to them being also. nasty to yeah. hannah
2: so yeah what does she hate um Do you know what? She'd
0: crack through anything, Hannah, won't she, to be honest. But it'd be just fitness, I'd say. So it'd be like row cow and burpee over row or something like that. Yeah. Big amrap.
2: Yeah, that's, yeah. (laughs) Uh,
1: Now, one of the things is, it's like, if you're doing your birthday workout, and you know, I add this at the end, surely you're doing it as a team anyway, right? You're all doing it the same because you're celebrating your teammate's birthday. So, you know, you've created that, that yeah. birthday workout, but you're no, going to do I actually, yeah. actually
2: love all of those workouts. That's okay for me. <laughs>
1: uh, good times. Well, there we go. And, God, we've got four birthday workouts for the price of one episode. There we go. At some point I'm going to write an almanac and it'll it'll be somewhere, right? Of like basically all these UK CrossFit community birthday workouts.
0: <laughs> you could sell them online for thousands. Yeah. <laughs>
1: (laughs) I I can put them for sale for thousands I might not sell any right (laughs) (laughs) oh great okay Um, so with that with those four questions finished Tara I want to come to you Um, before we start talking about team Shirefit do you want to I always like to dig into a little bit of kind of individuals kind of uh, CrossFit journey so I was where do I start I start with the leaderboard and your first open was like 2015 and you know you're a coach at kind of Shirefit west yorkshire as well um has competition always like from first getting into crossfit was it 2015 because i recognize people don't always jump straight into the open but has competition something you've always been kind of like interested in once you kind of started getting into crossfit is that something that kept you kept you going
2: yeah so 2015 i'd only done crossfit for about a month or so um, but as soon as I started doing CrossFit, I knew straight away, I was like, I want to compete. And I set myself this crazy goal. I was like, I'm gonna to get to regionals. <laughs> honestly, I couldn't do
0: four <laughs> weeks in.
2: I was honestly like, I couldn't do like a double unders. I couldn't hang off the rig. I honestly, like I, I told people and honestly they they didn't laugh at my in my face, but they definitely <laughs> must have laughed behind my back. I couldn't do anything, but I knew straight away, I was like, I just felt like head over heels in love with it and I, and I was always been I've always been a competitive person and I've always loved pushing myself and I always liked setting crazy goals like un, almost unrealistic and unachievable and I was like no fuck it I'm gonna get to regionals and then that just yeah that that kept me, kept me motivated and kept me training yeah is it really
1: Oh, I love it, and I think many people kind of come into it in different ways. And you're know going to I want to go to regionals, right? But others people come in being like, I want to look like Rich Froning, and I'm be like, no, well, the genetics yeah. isn't there, but we can do the best we can, right?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, one, looking more then like so, yeah, 2015, you've been doing CrossFit, um, kind of about a month. Looking at kind of like your open position, I can see there's a real jump in 2018. I think of. I think that's the way it is it's about then was there a certain point when you were like say you know from the outset you were like I love this I want to go to regionals but can you look at that point in time or any point in time and think something clicked or you started working in a different way that really saw your kind of ability and performance accelerate
2: yeah so um the job I was working at the time I did work in a gym um but I was working like full-on hours so I used to train like in the morning at like, four o'clock and then I used to train when the gym, I at the gym and i would train afterwards at about 9. PM and really I shouldn't have been training. I didn't have no right to be training that much. And that's probably why my progress was quite stagnant. And I was training on my own as well. But then eventually um, I got a job in a CrossFit box and that's when a lot of things changed. Um, I was still working quite a lot, but it allowed me to train like during the day and also train with other people Um, so that definitely helped with my progress and then also I think it it was probably the year where I started to get better at gymnastics so I got my first muscle ups um, started to do butt fly chest bar things like that and I think that's what really was like my breakthrough because that was like always holding me back and it did take me a good well as you can see a good few years to get there and because I wasn't getting the coaching and I wasn't having that proper time to train and I wasn't training with the right people so I think that's why i made so much progress in that space of time um was because of that really
1: yeah all right so definitely that kind of environment right The being surrounded Mm -hmm. by the right individuals and the right kind of um kind of opportunities like i think someone like ben bergeron says something like get it like you get what you need to do want it and you re- you want to get to regionals or want to get to yeah. semifinals and then capacity to do it, right? And if you're having to try and put your training at like 4 a.m. and, and 9 yeah. p.m., right? Yeah. There's not really the necessary capacity to do it. And, and then you maybe need the right kind of like inputs into it in terms of like, okay, I get what's required. And, and sometimes those smallest things can, can kind of like make, make a big difference. It was kind of unlocking some of those more advanced gymnastics, like because you got that background in fitness and the capacity that it suddenly, there was, there was less looking at the bar You know, like trying to get that, you know, kind of get those Chester bars, the Chester bar were moving into kind of bigger sets. So suddenly you could like harness your like, say, aerobic capacity in more areas of, of the of the workouts.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Because I worked so hard on my fitness, and I could never showcase off my fitness because I was always slowed down by a gymnastic obstacle. So, for example, if it was a high volume of chest bars or there was a muscle up in there, then Mm. I could, I could like, no, yeah, never showcase how fit, showcase how fit I was, Um, because those things were always holding me back. And I got to the point where I was actively going after those things. And I think beforehand, because I wasn't getting the coaching, I was sort of just like pissing about shall we say um like aimlessly trying to get a muscle up but yeah. I wasn't doing the prerequisite work to get there yeah. I would just try throwing myself over the rings and then I got a coach I started working with tailor-made programming so Sam Henderson and that's when I started to see more progress because I was actually doing a lot of strength work a lot of technique work banded work and then having coaching and also an old coach I used to work with Alex Heslop shout out there um yeah big al we call him um started getting a lot of coaching from him so it was probably seeking help from others that actually helped my progress it wasn't so much from me it was it was getting the coaching that i needed from other the people. Uh,
1: nice. I'm sure that echoes with with many people. Um Max uh doing the same thing for you like 2013 so you've been on the scene for uh, a fair amount of time. Come, come, coming up on, a, on 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 a decade next year not to uh not to make, make you uh, feel old but um Shirefit West Yorkshire opened in um 2019 I think is that right? Okay. So yeah. like Where's, where's your journey with kind of CrossFit? Were you at another box before that, kind of in fitness more generally, kind of like Tara was mentioning?
0: Yeah, so um, I started off at Reba CrossFit Townside with Jordan Wallace. Ah, okay. Um, people call him the Hobbit because um, <laughs> he, he is another short athlete. Um, so yeah, I was at uni and I was on a military scheme, ready to join the military. Um, and I wanted to like be fit and ready to be a soldier and be capable um but not gonna lie I also wanted to look good in a t-shirt when I was on a night out so I was like especially I in stuff.
1: Newcastle I went to university yeah. there and I know that
0: oh brilliant me too
1: coats do not exist in it when you're on a night out you in the t-shirt
0: yeah <laughs> yeah um so yeah I was I, I was at Newcastle too um so yeah I like wanted to look at the t-shirt and saw these guys that were like looking jacked and training and also fit and capable and i was like wow this is it like this is what i need to do and i went to tyneside for a drop-in which was like at that time right now it's like i don't know if you've been but it's three separate rooms massive like huge capacity um it's got like a bodybuilding and like powerlifting room it's got a crossfit gym in the center and then like a boot campy style turfed oh, nice. side. it's amazing Uh, But yeah, at the time, it was literally just like this tiny gym in the archway. And the first session I walked into was like 1RM deadlift and people were deadlifting. And the girls in there were all out deadlifting me by like hundreds of kilos. And I was like, oh, my God, I am weak. You know, I need to start sorting my life out. So, yeah, I signed up straight away and, um, yeah, and then just like fell in love with it there. Um, And like, to be honest, just wanted to be like Jordan. Um, (laughs) Cause he was just like God to me. Like, the things he was doing were unreal, like, muscle ups and things were off the cards. I'd done a bit of bodybuilding and a bit of running beforehand, you know, so I, I could run and I was fairly fit, but like, I couldn't do squat snatches, I had no mobility, couldn't squat at all, really. Um, and so like, I saw these cool things that people were doing, I was like, oh, I, I want to get this. Um, so yeah, that was where my journey started. Ah, uh,
1: nice, nice. Um, I mean, so no doubt, like opening your own facility in 2019 it's a massive kind of undertaking kind of like you know business undertaking a lot of responsibility um like but it was so you came 18th in the uk in the open this year right so you're still well i say you're still performing well i mean you know the the competitive field in the uk is growing every year so i think to to be kind of anywhere in the kind of top 200 is is phenomenal and and not to do a disservice to those below the top 200 as well but like what's your have have you had to learn over the last kind of especially over the last few years since opening shaifit west yorkshire to to try and keep that balance right between working on your business but equally i guess you've still got to make sure you're feeding your own personal passion of, of kind of training as well
0: yeah absolutely yeah um yeah. So God, that year 19, we actually opened like the last couple of weeks of the open. Um, mm-hmm. and I was trying to get a workout in at CrossFit Leeds down the road. Cause Mike Rawlinson, who owns that was like a legend and was like, well, she's setting the gym up. If you want to come and train with us, like you can, what a really nice guy, you know, given that I'm setting up a gym down the road from him. Um, and so I was trying to do the workouts there, trying to do the workouts here, trying to get the gym ready on time, and obviously I didn't do very well, you know, in that open, like I was not ever going to, but, um, and then since at that time I opened, I did eight months, standard CrossFit stuff, I did eight months by myself, every single class from six in the morning till nine at night, cleaned the gym floor, was the coffee man, was the stockist, was everything for eight months, and then um it was only when I really started um investing in a team you know and the business became more profitable um, and I could start to lean into my training a little bit more I'll be honest with you I didn't try and do both because I don't mm-hmm. think you can uh it was always a sacrifice for me I was like I'll work my ass off now for the gym so that I'll be in a position to support my training and and compete in, in the long run um and, and it's that's kind of how it's turned out to be honest and my training's got so much better since i've got like likes of jack and tara to join the team um we can split the workload down in the gym and i actually think the two go hand in hand um you know what what we do as competitors (laughs) it plays out on the gym floor really you know at a lower level and we are so much more informed when we're trying to help our members because of our competitive spirit not despite our competitive spirit i'd Mm, say
2: agreed
1: Oh, that's, that's awesome to kind of hear. And um, it's interesting, you were like, you know, you kind of acknowledged that, you know, for a good, you know, year or two, that, you weren't going to try and do both um yeah i, I was reminded of chatting to Netta tucker so her and matt I
0: spent... know, I, as well actually yeah, ah, awesome. yeah we, we've done some seminars together because she um used to train with jack who was the founder of shara fit so yeah ah, there she's we go. and she's an absolute animal as so.
1: well well yeah i mean like she's uh she's well kind of semi-finals individual yeah. qualification and got yeah. age group qualifiers uh age group quarterfinals coming up this this well when we're recording coming up in a week so that's really exciting but having spoke to her she was like you know my focus was on setting up CrossFit Nidus her and Matt set up CrossFit Nidus um and uh, you know wasn't trying to do both but then once that was going and again they have a coaching team and they've got that business mind of like right what are the essentials we need to get in place to make sure the um business is running well that then you kind of like are able to kind of funnel some of your energy back into your own training and yeah be surprised at how that can then just kind of accelerate off and um whether it be about making sure you can keep you're not worrying about whether you can keep the lights on in the in the gym um or whether there's someone to coach the 6 a.m class if those things are well kind of grounded with with like a business it means you can put some of that kind of mental energy into your own training right because we know that CrossFit is as much mental as it is physical when it comes to training
0: absolutely yeah Um... And I just didn't have that level of like fight and desire in me when I was doing all of that work, you know, with setting up the gym. So I did train and I did do CrossFit, um, but I just removed the emotional attachment to like the training. I was there to move, enjoy it, work on my technique and like make, get better at a few things. I actually used that as opportunity to work on things like Tara discussed, you know, like cycling, butterfly, yeah. just the bars and um, skill work, you know, so you know, I remember distinctly looking at workouts like you described for your birthday one or whatever it was—thrusters and um, burpee a bar—and thinking, like, nah, I just haven't got that in me today. Mm. Um, and and instead, I used the time to work on skills, work on mobility, you know, and and just do what I could. And and actually, it probably was a good, um, a good turn up for a good thing in the end because it made me work on things that i needed to
1: no definitely and i think it's one of those like a lot of those things you described there you can't rush you can't cheat whereas <laughs> you can just ramp up your intensity and get your capacity and your uh, you know your aerobic endurance and stuff back up like let's call it competition ready but kind of like whether it be strength or mobility they're things that have to be built over time so perhaps it was like you know a silver lining to be able to kind of put you know make long-term deposits in the in the fitness in the fitness bank as it were yeah um, yeah you were talking about a team there but you talking more from like Tara and Jack from like a coaching aspect, but obviously your team shy fit, right. You've set out your stall. You know, I think it was like July last year, you post, you, you know, you got the Instagram account, right. As well. And it was, you know, but the, the four of you, um, so you, yourselves and and kind of Hannah and, and Jack, you, you're not, unfamiliar to training with each other right and competing with each with each other but at what point did, did you have to kind of sit down and have like a real commitment I mean did you sign a piece of paper I mean how's it how's it work I mean <laughs> I, I'm sorry I'm, I'm being I'm being kind of like flippant there but like there is you know you laid out your store as a team you know you all take your training seriously as individuals but did you guys kind of sit down and really kind of talk about how you were going to make team your primary focus at some point?
2: We, we did actually, didn't we? Um, yeah. Because last year like, was like a bit of a, a fluke. We, had, we wasn't training for it. I'd literally just had come back from sur- my wrist surgeries. So I was just getting back in the game. I wasn't going to even do the Open, but these guys made me do it. And then we just had a great, great time. And we just thought, you know what, like... Shall we, shall we commit? Shall we actually be a team? Because um, before that, me and Jack had done some competitions together in the past. These guys were training together. Um, Hannah's saw sort of new on the scene, but she's a good friend of ours. And we just thought, you know what? Like, let's, let's give it a go. The next few years, let's train together as a team and see how far we can take it. Yeah,
0: I think Hannah was a spark. Uh, yeah, we needed to <laughs> Yeah, we invited um, her ex-partner now over to train with me and Jack at the time. And then Hannah sort of came along as a byproduct with him and we always had, like, me and Jack training together, and we were always, like, you know, pretty consistent, and then Tara joined, and she was training together, and then we needed that fourth person, um, and Hannah's just got so much potential. Oh, incredible. Like, she did the Open, how long has she been doing CrossFit now? Like, two or three years or something? Yeah. Really short, and she did that Open done really well, and and the Open doesn't really showcase what Hannah's all about either. You know, Hannah, H- Hannah's got incredible skill, strength. You know, she's more of a quarters semis athlete, she did well in the open and we were like do you know what like we if the four of us together could do quite well mm-hmm. and we actually you're right we didn't sign any pieces of paper um but we, we did
2: or something didn't we we did have a team
0: meeting you know outside the gym and we said right you know we're going to do two to three years now of, of trying to get to the games as a, as a group
1: i uh, love it love it um max you you mentioned it you know you've had a focus on the business and now you know we're, we're over. I can't even remember when, when in 2021, like facilities were able to open again, but um, you know, you you're kind of trained, you've now got to be able to focus on your training a little bit more. And that's apparent in both your individual performance and the team performance. But have you noticed that like, the type of training you're doing because there's a focus on team has, has changed as well. Because what we're seeing now, even at the quarterfinals, it's about like synchro, whether it be synchro burpees or live competition, there's inevitably going to be worms and and stuff like that, or synchro gymnastics. Have have you noticed a real change in like what your your weekly programming looks like?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we learned last year the hard way. And um, that first quarterfinals workout was like I think it was 2159 of, of the sending. Oh, sorry, was it semis that one? Yes. Anyway, 2159 of um, thrusters, chester bar, and burpee over bar. And we'd all, we all had individually very good chester bar capacity. A set of 21 is no bother to any one of us in the team. But, um, but <laughs> yeah, but we hadn't practiced together and, and they're, pretty ta- they're pretty challenging to synchro yeah. um, butterfly. So we learned the hard way and, and we didn't do very well on that workout, even though that is a good workout for us, really. um, You, yeah. could, you know, that that's something, uh, Chester bars is our strengths, you know. I, I mean.
2: We were so know, excited I, when yeah, we saw it. Yeah, like
0: we were so excited and we got burnt. I, I mean, two, like Jack's got about 60 Chester Bar in him and broke and I'm similar Tara's probably like 40 odd, 50, 50 odd. <laughs> Hannah's probably around that mark. So, 21 should be, a, we should be able to reel that off. Yeah. And we learned the hard way that actually it's all about being more of a, a team and working together. Yeah. So, we then dedicated parts of our programming to synchro, toast Bar, synchro, chest about, whatever it was.
2: It's interesting because it's um like, it's made us really have to work together. So, you know, like, i've had to change my i know what she's going to say
0: now we did one session she's just remembers it every time where we, me and tara were paired synchro balls, and i'm six foot two i'm four foot zero I'm not, I'm not six foot two i'm around six foot
2: i'm five foot one
0: and uh and yeah tara had to slow down quite a bit because of my rate and she was making a right meal of it tom <laughs> and we were running, oh my Honestly. God, it's so hard we we're just trying to do a set of 30 like um, I had to
2: catch the ball, and I was like, slowly going
0: down. We're trying to do a set of thirty. We did nine, and I ter- and she dropped, and I turned and said, and she went, "How many have we done?" And I went nine. She went, "Oh my god, I thought we'd finish." <laughs>
2: honestly, time stood still doing those wall ball reps. Honestly, anyway. but it's really made us learn yeah. a lot about each other, and um, we've like I've had to change. Like I have to change my grip and my cycle weight for my chest bow, and I'm synchroning, and. Um, learning that actually my capacity is not that great when I've got to slow right down <laughs> and things like that. But it's been really fun. And we have t- trying to figure things out, like how can we get better? And that's like meet in the middle and some movements. Yeah, but- definitely.
0: Again, another massive lesson we learned with that is we must meet in the middle. Yeah. So what we made the mistake of to start off with was like, well, I'm the slowest squatter, so everyone take the time off me. Um, or Tara's the f- you know, fastest chest to barrer. So oh, sorry, I'm the fastest, the slowest chest bar. So everyone takes time off me, but that doesn't work. Um, mm. It makes the rest of the team much worse. So what we've had to do is meet in the middle. I've got to get a bit faster. The rest of the team have got to get a little bit slower, and then we meet somewhere around the middle mark.
1: It's it's like um, and we typically talk about it for modern structural kind of like cardio work is like different gears. Like and and what you're fat like I know what I'm like. Although at the moment i have probably only got one gear. is like there's certain paces that you can hold on the rower. But if someone said, can you hit in between those two? So, you know, oh, I've got my recovery pace and I've got my fast pace. But can you kind of try and hold like 1,400? Not for the life of me. I could hold six. Well, I can't, but I'm talking hypothetically. But, you know, but and it's because you've got those, those like different gears and like someone like, um, um, some, oh, what's the guy, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but it's all about you've got to train that gear.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure I think you're on about yeah. yeah,
1: Chris Inshaw. Yeah, you got to train the gear. And yeah. so then it's about then finding a new gear. And I think Absolutely. that links into something I've spoken a lot about with team athletes is that by training as a team, you become such a better individual athlete because you open up all these different gears that you didn't used to have.
0: Like the variation in movement pattern has been huge for me you know i've been doing crossfit over a decade thanks for pointing that out um, <laughs> and you know you get stuck in like the same old routine really um and like things like trying to keep up with tara i've had to widen my my stance maybe on deadlifts i've had to what like widen my width that i would usually pull up at. you know things like that but they've they've taught me how if i need to be faster i can be yeah faster now. got
2: tricks in the back pocket there yeah and Isn't... what else is like um what else has been really interesting is that we're different types of athletes. Mm -hmm. Like for example, like Max is a high tension athlete and I'm probably the opposite and trying to work together. And like, especially me and Max is like, it's the, we're polar opposites yeah but it's so yeah. cool because like we have to just yeah. you have to just how we approach a workout is completely different but it's not like just my way or just max's way we have to like figure out how we can meet in the middle but it is it's, it's really good fun actually mm. I mean don't get me wrong the war ball thing was not fun <laughs> but you know it, it's interesting and we're constantly learning so
1: yeah mm. cool. um, I, I love to hear you guys reflecting on that and I think for far too long team the team competition gets like a, a lower spotlight to say individuals. Um, you know, yeah, you've got like the likes of like Mayhem who've been around for a while. And, and actually probably I think one of the reasons they perform so well is from they're probably the first team where they co-located and just trained together all the time. Mm-hmm. But more and more teams are doing that now. You guys are doing it. But equally kind of like, you know, Motion did that, right? Finishing fourth at the Games last year and they beat Mayhem on the Worm and Pegboard right and so yeah i know pegboard was their thing but that worm thrusters but worm burpee whatever it was like again it just comes from knowing how to work together and i think it's really cool to to not only hear like you guys kind of you know training together and but improving as individual athletes and i think it'll be i think we're going to see more and more people going team not like because they're done with individual but because like it can really improve you as a as an athlete um and it's fun like because you're not having to train on your own as much
0: (laughs) yeah i I said this to jack last week um i saw an interview with rich where he said like my team achievements mean more to me than my individual Mm. and i can see why now you know there's so much there's so many little dynamics that play out you know in the team and and it's quite hard, potentially, if you're the t- person in the team who's letting the team down in something. And that might be, you know, for me, it might be strength. It might be, you know, for Hannah, it might be fitness. It might be for, you know, a Jack's annoyingly consistent yeah, and everything. Good. But, you know, jerking for Tara, whatever it is, you, you know, it's like the dynamics that play out between the team members that keep that person coming back and still, in, still enjoying it and finding the 1% and, like, those things are, like, I'm saying to jack we have to be better you know outside of the workouts yeah in the workout synchro it means nothing but it's how we manage our mindsets and and Mm. the people you know how people feel around those times that are key
1: and and being being a stats man myself i did also notice that each of you this year pretty much got your best open finish ever uh max yours was i think I think versus 2021, I think you were like 416 last year, 427, there or thereabouts. And especially when you consider the number of people who wouldn't have competed last year, I'd put that as kind of like at least equal. So that speaks to that kind of like how it improves. You've got to keep getting better, not just physically, but kind of like mental approach as well. So uh, uh, proof is in the leaderboard as well. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, One thing, let's let's start looking forward a little bit. Um, So... You guys were all at Strength in Depth, Sid Origins, right? Um, mm-hmm. At the end of last year. With, like, you, yeah, you compete together last year, but it wasn't live. Like, you're training together a lot in, in the gym. Have you paid much thought to kind of, like, what it'll be like stepping out onto a live competition floor? So, as, as a team, and, and what I mean specifically on mm-hmm. that is that I was chatting to Josh Alchama, who's over with CrossFit Invictus at the moment, and he was talking about it's all about when you realize you can't hear your teammate because the crowd is going absolutely bonkers. And there's that a little bit more adrenaline. So have you kind of like, do you have like a sharing stick or anything? Like, have, have you thought about, or are you just gonna enjoy the experience?
2: Like for me, I lo- I thrive in live competition. I am a different athlete probably on the competition floor than I am doing online qualifiers. Um, so I'm so, so excited and, yeah it's very different and especially in a team me and Jack have done team sanctionals before and it's very different and there is a lot going on but I don't know I've always felt like I'm probably probably more in flow um especially on a competition floor where you you're not really paying attention to what's going on out there but as a team you do have to be on it as in like you listen especially with the worm you're listening to your teammates cues counting in and things like that um but yeah, I mean, you just can't beat being on the competition floor, can you? It's
0: amazing. Yeah, I think, I think the answer to that, Tom, is, is uh, we're not sure how it's going to play out, um, no. but we're just trusting the process. We're trusting that us training together day in, day out for the last two years and, doing dedicated worm sessions and gymnastic sessions and things together and singing and everything that we can, um, even warbles um, and stuff like that, you know, we'll pay off on the gym, on the, on the dance floor, hopefully, but we don't know. We've not done an in-person competition, have we?
2: Oh, did I Apart answer from, that question wrong, by the way?
0: <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's me all over, by the way. You just got, you just got sidetracked by like, I love competitions. <laughs> um so no we're not sure but i mean we did we did a little bit together on the sid um sid origin weekend which was great by the way we absolutely loved that Um, wicked yeah so yeah we're just going out to enjoy it i I said to the team this week at start training like we've got nothing to lose now um we've made it semi-finals that was our goal for this um, this season we're just gonna go and enjoy it and, and try and do the best we can
1: and that's that's important at the end of the day right is that you know it's uh it's about kind of still enjoying those experiences and yeah. i think both you know to kind of save you from feeling like you didn't answer the question properly tara but like going like linking it with with kind of what max said right is that you do years of training right and when you know you do end up in that kind of when when it's uh you know that the adrenaline's pumping you automatically fall back on that training. So you're not having to consciously think about it because you've ingrained the behaviors, you've ingrained the team ethic. And so when you describe like getting in the flow, getting in the zone, well, by training as a team, you're starting to kind of create that team. Um, team zone that team flow right so it won't be kind of uh, a. am sure it'll I'm sure it'll line up perfectly and even if it doesn't it's an experience and you've described that this is about two to three years of commitment to get to the games and that every year is an experience that you can build upon
2: yeah and, and also like we're there to learn we're not just there to I mean obviously it's great when everything goes perfectly and the workouts are in your wheelhouse and you do really well but we we all we also want to learn like we, we all we want to find out what we need to work on because like when it counts and like in a couple of years when we are going we are going to shoot for the games like we want to feel like we're fully prepared for anything that's thrown at us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. yeah nice, goes. nice.
1: Um. So the the kind of last question I've kind of like, last big question I've got for you, I'll say, is as, as Team Shire fit, you know, that must really help you feel like you're identifying with the community as well, right? And that's one of the beautiful things of the affiliate cup nature now is that like, it really, I think, better connects kind of the teams back in with the community and the foundation of that. So like with the court, and still having the court finals as like a virtual competition. So like, how's it been kind of over like, both the open, I guess, the the, the the larger the community at large knew that you guys were going team already and then the quarterfinals has it been great to kind of build that kind of uh that vibe and that buzz i mean you you said i don't know whether we'd hit record or not at this point but you've constantly been asked Lowland are you going to Lowlands are you gonna sit like has that, that been good already and we're not even at live community, at live competition yet
0: it's been absolutely brilliant I can't yeah understate how amazing it's been um we we
2: yeah with the, yeah, the support yeah. with the, like the amount of members that came to support us and they made a big banner and they brought food and they baked and honestly like, we were blown we, away we
0: couldn't have asked more um yeah. and yeah well done to crossfit for setting up an, like a good system now to support gyms and and um you know create that another level that you know where it was just regionals before you know it was almost unattainable and people would work for years and maybe they'd get there and it was like a self-mission whereas now the quarterfinals phase is brilliant for gyms Mm. um and our our members got right behind us didn't they
2: honestly yeah
0: it was the best the every single workout it was deafening in our gym you know the (laughs) members were screaming at us and it felt like a live competition Mm. in that sense and um like I would say we will not uh, we wouldn't have achieved the scores that we got without the support of our yeah. community. It's brilliant. They don't been... think
2: they we, we couldn't, you know, you, you can't thank them enough, but I don't think they realise like how how amazing it was. You know, like for the It them just to makes it there. so much
0: more meaningful, you know, and yeah. you got like a team there and they've got a wheel of shy at its side yeah. and The boys are shouting at you and yeah. ah, it was just so like so nice. Um yeah, we, and special. that the end of that first day, the weekend, bless We had two cheesecakes, uh, four lint bunnies, two trays of mini egg cakes, four brownies, mini four blondies. blondies. Uh, we um, had like an entire suite, of anything that we with, needed. The like, like the members have brought it in, bless yeah. them. Yeah.
2: it was like there's so much stuff. It was it was incredible, really incredible.
1: Oh, brilliant! And it's nice to hear that because I mean, I, I look at it a bit more like like the wider community and go, oh, yeah, this is great because it kind of creates like a five-week open. Yeah, you're not having to try and get... All your community through five weeks of the Open, but it's more that kind of like you can make an inclusive three weeks which everyone can get behind and it's like the novelty doesn't wear off and your injury rate isn't too high if people try to throw themselves into workouts too heavily. um, You can get back to programming for the majority of members but then some get to do the individual and then some get to do the teams and and it kind of like say it's that it it creates a crescendo which this year we get to kind of like continue with, with live competition. Um, and that was actually going to be my, my final question. And with the way you've just described, I was going to say, which, which semi-final do you want to go to? Strength in depth or, or Lowlands Throwdown?
0: So we, we, purely for the support reasons, have all yeah. said we want to go to strength in depth because we think that more of our members will be able to attend. That being said, one of the members, you know, brilliant guy in our community, Rob Dent, put a post on the members group saying... Depending on where the team are going, we want to sort out. By the way, that's my dog whimpering in the background. Yeah. So that's not me. He <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> um, put a post on saying, you know, depending on where the, the team go, is anyone interested in, you know, coming? And if you want, comment below Amsterdam or London. Yeah. Um, enough, Bernard. Amsterdam or London. Uh, you know, comment below. And so many members commented, say they would come to Amsterdam to watch us. We you it's know, unbelievable. We, we didn't think it that People yeah. would want to travel that far, but lots of people said they would. So,
2: and I guess with London, it's like it's a home crowd, so you know, we're obviously UK team, so yeah, but and I mean, any. And I've done Sid before, so it's quite nice to go somewhere different, but then it was fantastic, so more than happy to go back. So, we're all sort of like happy with either, but either, yeah, but London was just because of the support that we would have. Um, but it looks like we'll have it either way,
1: <laughs> yeah. I think uh, it, I think both will be phenomenal, right? And I completely get home crowd. The buzz will be amazing, and and will be specifically kind of like I guess UK centric, right? But I'm sure you'll have an amazing um, experience at either. And great to know that some of the community are willing to uh, willing to travel over to Amsterdam anyway. We're all we're, we're we've all been pretty pretty stationary for a couple of years, so everyone's ready just to kind of like you know hop on a plane or on a ferry, right? So there we go. Oh, brilliant! Well. Tara, Max, I, I could carry on chatting to you for ages, but it does sound like Bernard's had enough. So uh, <laughs> um, I want to thank you both for a great chat. Um, congratulations on you know reaching semi-finals, which is your goal for this year. Love hearing the experiences you've had and the kind of like it. It sounds like you're kind of having a great time, but obviously you're working hard and there's more work to come. So I also want to wish you the very best for training and for stepping on the uh, semi-final floor. Thank you, thank you so, so, so much. much. Thanks for having us it's on. It's been lovely. Yeah. Thank
2: you.